All right, well, praise the Lord on this Wednesday evening Bible study. We praise God for everybody. Pray that you had a, a wonderful day and that, you know, that you are where God wants you to be. Um, you know, on that score, that's really so important for all of us to be where God wants us to be. Because he has a plan, he has a purpose for us. His will is perfect, it's good, acceptable, and perfect. And we need to be where he desires us to be. And so, praying today that, you know, you're in the center of the will of God. Praise the Lord. Um, because there's really no better place to be, amen, mm -hmm. than in his will. And so, praying God's will for your life and that you are in the center of it. Praise God. Um, tonight, we are in the center of 1 Thessalonians. Amen. Uh, we're going to finish up. This is our last time here. We've been here for a couple of weeks um, looking at how God would, uh, how God wants us to live and looking at some practical instructions in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And we're going to be looking at our last verse tonight, and that's in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 22. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 22. So that's what we're going to be tonight. And that verse um, has six words in the King James Version. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain from all appearance of evil. So we're going to be looking at that tonight. This is our last verse in 1 Thessalonians 5 as we've been talking about how God wants us to live and We've covered everything from 12 through 21. We didn't go in order um, from week to week, but we have covered everything from 12 through 21. And now we're going to end up um, and finish this out at verse 22. Um, so as we get started tonight uh, on this last leg of the journey, uh, let's pray together. Praise God. Father, we bless your name. Yes, Father. And Father, we thank you for bringing us to this point. We thank you, Lord, for being with us throughout this day. Yes, Father. And Father God, showing us your glory, your goodness, and your favor. Now, God, we pray that you will reveal your wisdom unto yes, us, O oh God. Father, Father you said wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. And so, Father, we're praying that we will receive wisdom and understanding tonight yes. as you open up the scriptures unto us by your Holy Spirit. Father God, I thank you for the blessings and the increase that we shall experience. And Father, I pray that you will use me and word my mouth, that God, that you will be glorified and that your people will be edified. And that, Father, all the glory will be given unto you. Yes, we call it done by faith right now. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' in name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All righty then. Praise God. First um, Thessalonians 5 and 22. Abstain from all appearance of evil. This is our last piece, the last leg of the journey. Um, and depending upon what version you read, it will say abstain from all appearance of evil. Um, some versions say avoid, others say reject. Um, there are some that say stay away from, right? So stay away from all appearance of evil, reject it, 
avoid it, abstain um, from uh, all appearance of evil. And, you know, part of, part of this, you know, really is, is telling us to be careful of how we go about things. And we're really going to have to get into this scripture some because they have some words in here that perhaps can lead us uh, in a direction that I don't believe the scripture really is going. But one thing is for sure, it's telling us to avoid evil, right? To avoid all appearance of evil. Um, why don't we do this first? This is, was not the plan, but I think, uh, I believe, amen, I know, praise God, that God knows better. So why don't we do this? Let, let's deal with this first. I was going to deal with the abstain part, but let's deal with the all appearance of evil. I believe that's where the Lord wants us to start first. Because the all appearance of evil, if you took it uh, at face value, it would seem to suggest anything that would appear to look evil. Mm -hmm. Stay away from it. The question then becomes, appears like evil to who? Mm. Right? Because you and I may see something. We may see someone doing the exact same thing because we're both there. We're both present. I think it's evil. You don't. <laughs> right? So who's the appearance of evil that we're supposed to be judging it by? Right? Mm -hmm. The appearance of evil. And so it can't simply be that because then you'll find yourself jumping around in your conduct based on who may be watching you and whether or not they believe that what you're doing appears to be evil. Right. That, that can't be the way to live, right? Um, and yet, there is one commentator of, on this verse who says that the term all appearance of evil means in the view of large and respectable portions of the community. Mm -hmm. That sounds nice, right? The appearance of evil in the view of large and respectable portions of the community. What does that mean? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what's, what's a respectable... What, what, what does it mean to be a respectable portion of the community? Um, and I think that's dangerous as well. Because again, you'll have certain people who believe they're part of this respectable portion of the community, believing that they have the right to set the standard. <laughs> Glory to God. And the only one who sets the standard is God. Yes. Um, but, but this idea of the appearance of evil and the appearance of evil in the eyes of other people should put a check in our spirit. Yeah. You know, uh, let's recall how God had to tell the prophet Samuel when he wanted to choose David's oldest brother to be king. And God told him, don't look on his stature, because he was tall, right? He was mm -hmm. tall like Saul, right? Don't look on his stature, because I've rejected him. <laughs> and then God said, uh, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Right. And so this idea of appearances, I'm not saying it's irrelevant. We're going to touch upon this. It's not that it's irrelevant. But it can't be the guiding standard because there's something that goes deeper than the appearance 
it and it's the actual truth of the matter right mm. and so we got to be careful because you know some people will view it and say that appears evil to me but you know there's such a thing called projection yeah mm -hmm. sometimes people project on you things that is really on them right what i mean by that there's there are times when when people will accuse someone of being dishonest when really they're the dishonest one hmm. and they believe and it's a subconscious thing that because they know they're dishonest they believe other people act dishonestly as well and so they project onto other people motives and 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 certain modes of conduct mm -hmm. that don't exist but in their mind it you know it, it might and they say well it, it seemed that way to me that's an appearance and again we can't allow ourselves to get caught up in that and how people are looking at it we have to judge it by how god is saying so this idea of respectable portions of the community you, you will find yourself getting twisted in a knot trying to be a people pleaser when in the end we're supposed to be God pleasers, right? right? We want our right. conduct to be pleasing in in God's sight. So this, this all appearance of evil can't simply mean based upon some individual's idea of what evil is. Mm -hmm. um, but we But we can have this sense though that Certainly, we don't want, you know, we, we, we want to uh, avoid and stay away from and reject. You know, I, I like what Matthew Henry says. He says, um, things that look like lead to and borders upon evil. Things that look like lead to and border upon it. And I believe that if we're walking by faith and we're walking according to the Spirit of God, one thing is for sure. We want to obey and please God. And if we walk that way, then we'll be sensitive to his spirit. And the spirit will let us know, uh-uh-uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't go there. Don't, you know, uh, don't get close to that. Right? Why? Because it looks like it's evil. Right? It may lead to evil and it may border upon it so much so that you're a little bit too close to it. And we're going to yes. talk about temptation mm -hmm. in a minute. But, you know, we want to stay away from those things that that are just getting too close to trouble, you know. And, and it's not one of those things I believe we can define up front. It depends on the situation. But if you're walking sensitive to the Spirit, the Spirit of God is not going to lead you into trouble. Where does God lead us? He leads us in the paths of righteousness mm -hmm. for His name's sake, right? That's how God leads us. He's going to lead us, lead us in righteous paths. And so when you, we start to stray off that righteous path, if, 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 if we're sensitive to the Spirit, we'll get a check and we'll go, Ooh, mm -hmm. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. Right? Why? Because it's leading to something that's off that righteous path. Mm -hmm. And if it's off that righteous path, it's leading toward evil. Right? And we want to stay away from all of those things. Now, one of the things when it comes to appearance, though, mm -hmm. I do want to come back to that because I think it's important in this sense. In another place in the Bible, in Romans 14, Romans chapter 14, it says... Um, don't let your good be evil spoken of. Mm -hmm. 
And see, I think that's something to keep in mind when we talk about appearances. Mm-hmm. Because there are times when you want to do something good, but it may not appear that way. Mm-hmm. And I know many a, a, a young minister have been told, this is back in the day when you used to go visit homes and minister to people, like, you know, tell the young minister, don't be going by the widow's house or the single mother's house in the middle of the day mm-hmm. talking about you going over there to minister to her or to pray for her kids. And you may actually be doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a good thing, but it don't look good. Right. Right? It doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. And you have to be mindful of that. And see, I think that's just wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's not worrying about how people... Because, again, that's one of those things that look like, lead to, or border upon. <laughs> right? Because you can get into a situation where now it's just you and her in the house. And nobody's around. And she started batting her eyes. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? Yes, and why yes. be in that situation? Right? Mm-hmm. right? And you went there... To do the right thing. And here's the thing. You could go in and nothing like that happens. Right. You go there and you minister the word of God and you help her and you pray for her and all those things. But folk around the way saw that. Church folks saw it. People on the block saw it. And like, whoa, what are you doing over here in the middle of the day? And yet now your good is being evil spoken of because it looks. All right. Mm-hmm. I know when I was, te- I, I told this story before. Some of you may have heard it. When I was teaching law school. Young lady needed to talk after class, right chair. <laughs> we ain't going to my office. Ain't closing, because those offices are small. Mm-hmm. Most of the time they close the door because there's a lot of noise out. No, that's not happening. <laughs> right Sweat. here. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll ask a young man, hey, listen, stay here. I, I need to talk to you. I didn't need to talk to him. I wanted a witness. <laughs> that's right. And you say, you're being paranoid. No, I'm being wise, because there's too many times that things come up. And it's he said, she said. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, God forbid, young lady gets a bad grade. And right. then she's going to turn that into because I rejected his advances type of. Been there. I've seen it happen to other people. I don't need to let that happen to me. Right. I want a witness right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to talk? Leave the door open right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Because, if, because it's a good thing you're trying to do, but you don't want your good to be evil you spoken of. So we got to keep that in mind. So I think to the extent that we are concerned about appearances, the Bible does support it in that sense of don't let your good be evil spoken of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to the extent that you can. But I don't think that means we have to jump to everybody's view of what could be viewed as evil. Yes. Mm-hmm. But let's get now to this this idea of um, avoiding, abstaining, rejecting, staying away from Do you know that the Bible speaks in many places on many subjects about fleeing from things? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we think fleeing is a sign of being a coward. But God placed in all of us this, this, what do they call that instinct? A a fight or flight instinct that we have? That we either will stay and fight or we'll run? Right. You know what I mean? We have that instinct in us that we have that. Mm -hmm. Something comes, we're either going to fight or flight. We're going to... Right. Right. So, so flight sometimes is not necessarily a cowardly thing. It's 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 a self preservation mechanism. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the, the wisest thing we can do is run in the other direction. Right. Too many times people have gotten into trouble because they ref, they refused to flee 
a dangerous situation. That's true. And the Bible talks about, in many instances, that we should flee things. Mm-hmm. Um, 2 Timothy 2 and 22 says that you that we should flee youthful lusts, right? We should flee youthful lusts. Um, 1 Corinthians 6 and 18 says that we should flee fornication, right? Uh, 1 Corinthians 10 and 14 says we should flee idolatry. So there's this idea that there's some things we should flee, we should run from doesn't make you a coward, it makes you wise. Um, David would have been in a better place if he would have fled the roof. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, let me get out of here. Up, oh, she taking the, up, oh, she over there taking the barrel. Up, oh, let me get out of here. <laughs> but he didn't flee. He stayed. And we know how that story ended up. Amen. Um, but sometimes we need to we, we need to run. And mm-hmm. And running doesn't mean you're a coward. Sometimes running is the wise thing to do and, okay. and, and many times it may take more strength to run than to stay yeah right because you got oh i got to get out of here because your flesh is trying to get you to stay mm-hmm. like david right you know, he just wanted to stay up there right mm-hmm. the harder thing would be nah uh, uh, i'm getting out of here i'm getting out of here this is not going to lead to anything good um you know <laughs> Some of you women, amen, you know, you you see, you went to the mall and you just said, I'm just going to window shop. <laughs> see, you, see, you should have fled the mall. You shouldn't have just went over to that other section. Because <laughs> then you went over there, you spent a couple more hundred dollars. And you, know, you get back in the car, oh, I knew I should have left. Yeah, you should have fled the mall. <laughs> amen. <laughs> you ever be in a restaurant with like the you know all you can eat or whatever and and you know you went over to the dessert section you should have fled the dessert <laughs> section you shouldn't have went over there amen uh there's times when fleeing is actually something that's that's beneficial to us right. but but to abstain and avoid all manner of evil sometimes we got to run from it mm-hmm. you know and 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 see part of the um mistake that we make sometimes is one believing we're strong enough to resist temptation yeah right we believe we're strong enough or we believe it won't even tempt us i'm over that now right i don't know how many recovering alcoholics just knew they can be around other people to drink and it wouldn't bother them but next thing you know they took a glass and the glass led to another and another and another. Mm-hmm. And now, as they say, they fell off the wagon, right? right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes we think we're strong enough. We think we're strong enough, you know, if you had an addiction to cigarettes or something, oh, I'm not going to do that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I come back to this because this is a downfall of many a man, many a woman. But there's times when, you know, there's certain people you need to stay away from. Yeah, They're not good for you for one reason or another. But you think that you can not... You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's that bad company can, can what? Corrupts. Cor- yeah, mm-hmm. it corrupts our good manners or yeah. something like that. It says right, and so we we have to be we have to be careful mm-hmm. about those things. You know, um, you know if 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 you know somebody's a little bit too touchy feely or flirtatious with you, you need to stay away from them. Mm-hmm. I can be around them. I don't have see. No, you see some of this is about exercising wisdom. And judgment in advance 
and not allowing yourself to get into that situation. Now, someone will say, well, wait a minute. The Bible says, you know, there's what? No temptation, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow us to be tempted above. We are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that we may be able to bear it. Yeah. That's scripture. Yes. And that's true. And God does make a way to escape. But understand what he says. He makes a way to escape. Doesn't mean that you'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) See, he doesn't that scripture is not guaranteeing escape. It's guaranteeing that there's a way to escape. Right. But at some point, in order to actually escape, you have to take the way. Mm. So that's not a guarantee. So you can't fall back on that scripture and go, well, I'm just going to walk into this because if temptation comes, God's going to make a way to escape and I'll be able to bear it. No, no, that's not what that scripture says. You got to be very careful. There's a way to escape that God makes. Mm-hmm. But whether you and I take it, mm, right. that's another matter. So, if you're going to look at that scripture that says, God, you know, there's no temptation but such as is common to man, and think, well, okay, I can walk into this and, and, and have the way to escape, you're setting yourself up for failure. But I also will say this, consider other scriptures that will let you know that, that's 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 we were talking about. Okay. And then, so 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 is not some past to say, eh, you can just go on in there. (laughs) (laughs) There'll be a way of escaping there if you get tempted too much. Don't worry. No. (laughs) No. That's not the way we should go about it. Amen. We Better is to think about how Jesus, you know, um, taught the disciples how to pray. One of the prayers is, lead us not into (laughs) temptation. Right. So obviously God is not saying, don't worry, go in there. I got an escape hatch for you. You're good. He's not. That's not how God is saying, because otherwise we wouldn't have admonitions like flee youthful lust and and flee fornication and and flee these other things. There's times you need to flee, not go in, not Mm -hmm. go in, because you could be walking into a trap. Right. Mm -hmm. But but remember how Jesus said, he said, part of your prayer and our prayer should be. Lead me not into temptation. Right. Right. Lead me not into temptation. Some versions say, do not let me yield to temptation. Mm-hmm. Right. Others say, keep me from being tested. That That's what that means. Keep me from being tested. Mm-hmm. So one way, if you want to keep from being tested, then sometimes keep away from the test center. <laughs> right. You go into the test center, you're going to be tested. That's where they're administering the test. Stay away, right? Um, We want to stay away from it. And so, you know, um, God is, you know, he's not saying that we have some free pass to just walk willy-nilly into things that could tempt us into evil. He's saying to us, stay away from it, avoid it, reject it, abstain from it, and in some cases, flee from it. And also, he tells us to pray that we won't even enter into it. Don't right. even get next to it, mm-hmm. right? And again, we come back to David. If David was, you know what I mean? He If he was not in temptation, that whole story turns out differently. Yes. Right? Um, 
You know, Jesus actually, remember, glory to God, he told the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, didn't he? He said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. temptation. Mm -hmm. Right. So God doesn't even want us to enter into temptation. Right. But in his grace, he says, OK, but I know there's going to be times you're going to and I'm going to make a way of escape for you. Yes. So it's not it's God. It's not his will for us to enter into temptation. Mm -hmm. But it's his grace that says, but when you do, because I know there's going to be times that you do, I'm making a way of escape for you. Mm -hmm. But even then doesn't necessarily mean you and I are going to take the escape hatch. Right. Right. So we have to do what we can to avoid those situations, right? Yeah. Um, no, first, not first James, James 4 and 7. <laughs> Glory to God. James 4 and 7 tells us that we are to resist the devil mm -hmm. and he will flee from us. Um, but it lets us know that we have to put up resistance. We have to fight. You know, we have to fight our flesh. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we and we have to have the courage to flee and understanding that that doesn't necessarily mean you're being a coward. Right. It could mean that you actually are are, are are being wise. Now, here's where it gets interesting, especially with this idea of staying away from evil and like the appearance of evil. Mm -hmm. Because I want to get back to that for for a second because you know. Christians say some funny things, man. <laughs> yeah, they do. We got some funny stuff. We got we got some stuff, man. I, you know, I I wasn't going to say this, and I pray it's okay, Lord. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. No, but you know, I I remember years ago, someone saying right about how we should conduct ourselves, and said you can't go to the movies. And the reason why you can't go to the movies is because right. you'd be sitting in the seat of the scornful. <laughs> and I think about that because for that person, then if they saw you walking into the movie theater, you're doing something evil. Yep. Yep. And this is why I'm saying we got to be careful with this appearance stuff yes. and with people then throwing some scripture on top of things that you go, really? So if I go to the movie theater, I'm sitting in the seat of the scornful. I have two things to say about that. If scornful people sit in the seats at movie theaters, they sit in seats on airplanes, on trains, on buses. They sit in seats in the, they sit in dentist chairs. They, yeah. sit, they sit in seats in the doctor's waiting room. They sit in seats all over the place. <laughs> and yeah. so if, if the idea is I'm supposed to avoid the seat of the scornful, then I can't sit anywhere in public. <laughs> Because <laughs> scornful people are everywhere. Scornful people sit places. That's right. Uh, so, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. But we say some strange things. Um, but 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 more more seriously, you know, you know, the Bible talked about, for example, eating meats. Right? Where someone, hey, you know you're able to eat meat. Even if it's meat offered to idols, Paul right. said. Mm -hmm. But there could be a weaker Christian brother who thinks that that's improper. And Paul said, in that situation, although you're free to eat the meat, the right thing to do is not to eat if it's going to cause your Christian brother to stumble. Right. And see, this is where the appearance now becomes something you need to be mindful of. If you know that a person is looking at what you're doing and they have a problem with it, there's a balance of your Christian freedom 
but not not utilizing your Christian freedom in a way that's going to cause somebody else to stumble. And the Bible teaches us that. In fact, let's let's look at it in First Corinthians, um, chapter eight. First Corinthians chapter eight, and let's just begin at verse eight, because this is this this whole sec, this whole uh, chapter here is talking about food that is offered to idols, and Paul says about the food that's offered to idols, he says, but but meat commends us not to God. Verse eight, for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. But take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours. You see, you have liberty. You, mm-hmm. There's a Christian freedom. Mm-hmm become a stumbling but you don't allow your your liberty to become a stumbling block to them that are weak for if any man see thee which has knowledge sit at meat in an idol's temple because you know you can eat everything mm-hmm. shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols and through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died yeah see so it's like listen it says, and let's go to verse 13. Wherefore, if meat make thy brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. Yeah. So Paul is saying, I'm not going to use my Christian liberty. I know I'm able to eat that meat, but I'm not going to use my liberty because maybe to my Christian brother, that appears as something that's, that's evil right. and it may cause him to stumble. Mm-hmm. That's something we should be mindful of. Right. And see, I think sometimes people go, I'm free to do this. Yeah, but again, but we're not free to use our liberty. Right. To cause a Christian brother to stumble, a Christian sister to stumble. Mm-hmm. And so on this score, for example, one of the things we hear all the time is about uh, whether a Christian should drink. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, some are like, oh, you got you're not supposed to drink. If you, if, if, if you, if you drink, you're not Christian. <laughs> That's just simply not true. And before you start going, oh, he's he's talking about he's telling everybody to go have a drink. I'm not telling everybody to go have a drink. I'm just trying to tell you it ain't a salvation point. Mm-hmm. They that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It didn't say they that call on the name of the Lord and don't drink shall be saved. <laughs> it doesn't say that. It doesn't. Now, the Bible does say don't get drunk. Plenty of places where it says don't, don't get drunk. Get drunk. I could tell you in a place where, where the Bible said, don't drink water. You know when Paul actually told Timothy, drink a little wine for your stomach's yes. sake? He said, don't drink water. Right. Timothy was drinking too much water. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what does that mean? <laughs> but the Bible does tell us, don't get drunk. And there's places where it says how, how God has given wine to us. Right. So, but we don't have to get into that because, but it's not a salvation point. Mm-hmm. So, if someone is home and in the in the comfort of your home, you having a glass of wine with dinner. That's just on you, right? Mm-hmm. There's no prohibition, and no one can tell you there's a prohibition against drinking a glass of wine. There's a prohibition against getting drunk. drunk. But now, if you're with a Christian brother or sister who thinks you ain't supposed to drink any alcohol, then don't sit there and go, I'm drinking this anyway, right? <laughs> right, exactly. See, because now you may cause them to stumble. So don't use your liberty for that. Because now your Christian liberty is now something that is, is, could be 
turned into an evil mm -hmm. in the sense that it makes someone right. to stumble. But that doesn't mean, right, you know, that you can't have a glass of wine or you want to have a beer. I mean, that's 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 not going to... <laughs> I guess let me put it this way. The blood of Jesus is stronger than that. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay? <laughs> you will not lose the covering of the blood of Jesus mm -hmm. because you had a glass of wine. Yep. So we, we need to stop, stop with that. Um, but we do have to be mindful, though. Because Paul said, look, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. He also said, all things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. So you need to be concerned about what you're doing is edifying, whether it's edifying you or edifying others. Um, and especially when it comes to drinking, we have to need to understand that it is dangerous because you can drink too much. Um, it is dangerous because it can make someone else to stumble, right? It is dangerous because it can impair your cognitive right. ability, your motor skills, and everything else. And so, quite frankly, the safest course of action is say, I'm not doing it. But let's not take that and now make it into something that the Bible, pro see, that's not right. Because now those who say, I'm in my home, I'm having a glass of wine, I'm going to bed. What are you going to tell them? They're not drinking and driving. They're not causing somebody to stumble. Right. And no one should go about trying to make them feel guilty because they then violated something that's not even in this book. But again, that person does have a responsibility to a brother yes. and sister who may yeah. be weaker in their understanding and in their walk with God. So in the bottom line then, when we talk about, we go back to First Thessalonians chapter 5, when we talk about avoiding all appearance of evil, Right, we we want to stay away from from those things that not from the parent standpoint of just someone's opinion necessarily, right? But you do or you are going to be mindful of the weaker brother or sister in Christ. But this idea of people in the community, generally speaking, like for example, and this this has always been a sore point for me. Look. Some some people believe women aren't supposed to preach. Yeah. Some I mean some churches, some denominations believe women are not supposed to preach. They're not supposed to be preaching. Well, if they do preach, they can't preach up in the pulpit. They got to preach on the floor. Uh -huh. They can't be on the elevated stage. They got to be down here. Uh -huh. Now, I don't know where that comes from, but understand that if, if those if someone who believes that comes to a church and the and the and the, and the woman preacher or pastor is preaching from up there, they may get offended by that. Oh, yeah. See, that's why we can't get caught up in just because someone has a a, a viewpoint or not. You know, um, and I know women go through this whole thing and men go through it too about how you dress. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, you're not supposed to wear pants. Not supposed to wear makeup. Man can't have tattoos. Man can't have earrings. And see, here's the thing. The Bible says, you know, a person buys fruit. Mm -hmm. And so here I am. Got my cufflinks. Got my three-piece suit on. Got my tie on. Got my cross in my pocket. And I'm as dirty as they come. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. But the appearance is 
I'm fine. Yeah. See, that's why we got to get away from those care. from those things. Mm-hmm. Evil is sometimes evil is dressed very nicely, yeah. <laughs> right? Sometimes evil dresses in Gucci. <laughs> okay, it, it looks right. real nice, right? Uh, meanwhile, the guy who has the tattoo and the torn jeans and the earring in his ear, you know, the, to some that's the appearance of evil. But that person's heart is as pure as they come. Yeah. See, this is why we got to get away from that appearance. Thing in that literal sense, right? Right. We still got to get beyond and look at the heart of it. Look at the heart of someone's conduct. Look at the heart of your own conduct, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also understand that we're f- we're frail people, right? And sometimes our flesh—I um, shouldn't say sometimes—our flesh does nothing but want to lead us astray. Mm-hmm. And we got to make sure that we guard against that. Right. So, so here when it talks about that uh, abstain from all appearance of evil, we're not talking in a literal sense. We're not talking in some general opinion opinion sense, but we're talking about in 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 looking at how God wants us to live. We want to make sure that we're pleasing Him first of all. Right. And if that's our guiding light, then we're going to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit on those things that are kind of questionable. Right. And we will know as well because the Holy Spirit will will warn us, will will admonish us if we're getting too close to the fire. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, let let us not be afraid to run in the other direction when we get there. I know of too many people who have you know gotten in trouble. I mean, some I know personally. I know you know some personally. Um, and we know the stories of others, you know, second and third hand of people who got in trouble because, you know, they believed that they were st- stronger than they were. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things that we always have to keep in mind is that uh, we need we need God's help. We can't we can't keep ourselves out of out of trouble. Right. right. It comes back to how and the reason why we can't save ourselves. We've needed a savior. It's always been that ever since Adam and Eve uh-huh. sinned in the garden, mankind had need of a savior. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. And I think one of the things that we always have to keep in mind, no matter how long you've been walking with the Lord, no matter how much Bible you know, no matter how many sermons you've preached, how many Sunday school lessons you've taught, how many Bible studies you've led, we never can ever get to the point where even for a second, huh. forget that we need the Lord. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need the Lord. And so when it comes to this abstaining from evil, do not say, eh, I'm just going to stay away from it. No, you pray, mm-hmm. lead me not into temptation. Lord, yes. don't let me yield to temptation. Keep me from being tested. Because as Paul said, there's no good thing in this flesh. That's right. Right? There's no good thing in this flesh. And so if I don't have some divine protection and some divine strength undergirding me, mm-hmm. brother going to fall. <laughs> Sister going to fall. Right. Right? And doesn't it say that? That we need to pay heed to ourselves? I think in that, first, in that same scripture, 1 Corinthians 10, what we were talking about um, in 10 and 13. Um, I thought it was here. But maybe I'm thinking of something else. 
Oh, I'm in the wrong one. I'm in the second Corinthians. Um, first Corinthians, what I said, 10 and 13, right? Uh-huh. I thought it was here. Oh, yes. First Corinthians 12, 10 and 12. It says, Wherefore, let him that yeah. thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Mm-hmm. See, that's something we have to keep in mind. When you think that you can stand, when you can stand against temptation, when you can stand against, you know, those things that could entice you, mm-hmm. take heed lest you, fall. lest you fall. And that's the thing we got to keep in mind. We always, always, always need the Lord. I don't care how mature you are in Christ, you never outgrow your dependency on God. Amen? Um, and so listen, uh, we're going to end here and we praise God uh, for, you know, taking us through the, the study in First Thessalonians chapter yes. five. Um, just taught, you know, teaching us all kinds of things um, as, you know, verses 12 through 22. Um, but here, I think, is, is always just a good reminder to us. We got to keep away from things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, that, that are not. You know, that, that's attitudes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> we got to stay away from attitudes. There's some people we need to stay away from. Yeah. There's some, you know, things in this world, you know, stuff on the internet. You need to stay away from it. There are some movies you need to stay away from, I believe. You know, mm-hmm. uh, things that just have a corrupting influence on your soul, man. You know what I mean? Those things, you got to stay away from them. Mm-hmm. And think about the things that, and, and again, like Paul said, they may be part of your Christian liberty. Yeah, I can watch this. I can do this. I can listen to this. You may be, but it does it edify you. Right. Right. You got to think about those things. Because if they're not, because it's doing something. Mm-hmm. There's, nothing, there's nothing in this world that's neutral. It's either building you up or it's tearing you down. Uh-huh. It's either adding to you or it's taking away from you. So, you know, you can't just go, oh, it's harmless. No, nothing's harmless. Right. It has an effect. So, um, anyway, let's <laughs> run away from those things that are evil, those things that tend to evil, look like evil, border upon evil, and, and look to just follow the Lord as he leads us in the way that we should go. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I praise God for this. Amen. Um, and I pray that it's been a blessing to you. Amen. It's certainly been a help to me. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Um, but uh, let's close out in prayer. Uh, and then we'll go down from here. Father, we bless your name. Yes, Glory to God. We thank, thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for <clears throat> what you shared with us on tonight. Yes. Father, I'm praying that the word that you've spoken in our heart, God, that you will water the seeds that have been sown. And that, Father God, it will result in a bountiful harvest in our lives, a harvest of righteousness, a harvest of fruit, O God. Father God, you have called us to be fruitful, O God. And so, Father, we're just praying that we will take this word and meditate on it. And, Father God, that we will bring forth a bountiful harvest to the praise of your glory. God, I thank you on tonight for what you have done. I thank you, God, for what you shall do, the things that you shall do in the lives of your people. Yes, Father, our will tonight is simple. Have your way, let your will be done. And Father God, we trust you for all of the increase in our lives. Yes. Father, I pray that you will look upon those tonight who are a little tired in their body. Yes, God. Thank and God, you. that you will give them strength to endure. Strength, oh God, to finish out this week strong. 
I pray, oh God, that you'll look upon those who are sick, whatever the ailment yes, may be. God, God we call you. you a healer. And yes. we pray for the release of your healing power in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray for those right now who are searching for answers, yes, oh God. Lord. Father, I pray that you will speak from heaven. And Father God, that you will enlighten their eyes of understanding, oh God. And give them, oh God, of your wisdom and of your yes, revelation. Yes. That they may know Thank precisely what it is that they shall do. Dispel the darkness with your light. And Father God, give them the blessed assurance of knowing that they have made the right decision and are walking in the right direction. And so, yes. Father, we just thank you for being a real God unto your people. And, Father, we lift up our hearts and we lift up our hands to you and we give you praise. We love you, Lord. We bless you, God. And we thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise Amen. to God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So we shall see you soon. The Lord wills. Amen. We will see you again. Um, and we just pray God's best and his blessings on your life. Amen.